What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 49 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. Spring training officially opens today for the Astros in Palm Beach, Florida. Holy crap! I'm Jeff Balky. I'm flying solo this week. My partner Jeff Blum is in an internetless Airbnb hole. Maybe a youth hostel for that matter, considering Airbnb. Somewhere in Arkansas. So thoughts and prayers, Blummer. Uh, he'll be back on Friday. So you're going to be stuck with me today. But that's okay, because we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I was off last week. We were both off last week, and now spring training is starting. Oh, it's a lot going on, and God bless it. Welcome back, baseball. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, of course, YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us, and give us a follow on Twitter, at Believe in Astros. You can find me at Jeff Balky. Blummer is at Blummer27. We're both pretty much everywhere on social media under those names. <clears throat> My Insta's all right. It's fine. You know, pictures of the mountains and stuff. Blummer's is more interesting. Definitely give him a follow. Thanks to everyone who's given us five stars and left reviews on Apple. If you haven't, get it done, man. Let's just get it done. Obviously, send us your comments and questions. Love getting all of those, and we read them all. For example, how has the most hated team in Houston gone from the Yankees to the Dodgers? I'll be discussing a little bit of that. I've been away for a week in uh, freezing, snowy Colorado. Uh, First time I'd ever seen that much snow in my life. Uh, it was a blast, but I am ready to be back and talking Astros again. Um, it is a big, big, big week uh, with spring training with pitchers and catchers having already reported last week and now position players today. Those who haven't already joined uh, the Astros and a number of them already had. Um, lots to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. First, a quick word for our sponsor. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Uh, everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. I'm wearing my Rockets shirt today. The only thing you need to bet on with the Rockets is the over/under on losses, and at this point, I would take the over. Um, they are in full-on Wemby mode. If you don't know about Wemby, look him up. He's a unicorn. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Oh yeah, by the way, shout out to the U of H Cougars. What am I talking about? The best basketball team uh, in Houston is not at Tillman Fertitta's Toyota Center. It's at the Tillman Fertitta Center on the U of H campus. My goodness, number one in the nation yet again. Go Cougs. Um... Watch with live betting options, free contests, live scores, and almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Rewards, excuse me. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. <clears throat> all right. So. Let's dig into this a little bit. I want to go through a few sort of news and notes uh, and then dig into kind of this whole uh, cheating thing. I hate even di- talking about it anymore. I know Blummer and I have been pretty on the record as saying we wish this would just all go away, but the Evan Drellich book has really sort of reopened Pandora's box, as it were. 
And, uh, you know, so we got to talk about it. I was on um, the radio show on... Uh, sorry, I'm moving my camera around here. I hope it doesn't disorient you guys. Um, I was on KUHF yesterday here in Houston uh, discussing it tonight, discussing some of these things, Astros, and uh, heard that Evan was going to be on there today. He's probably already been on uh, that show as I'm recording this at 9 in the morning. Um <sighs> We don't want to talk. Anyway, I'm going to put that off. Let's let's hit a few news and notes first, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. First thing we want to talk about is the Astros signing left-handed pitcher Matt Gage uh, to add to the bullpen. A really interesting signing, not so much for Gage. I mean, Gage has been a solid reliever. He was uh, placed on waivers, um, and the Astros had a had an opportunity to sign him. But he wasn't really looking to be claimed off waivers. In fact, players with his uh, time in the league can basically say no. You know, you can't claim a player off waivers unless they want to be claimed in this case. Um, And so he was going to explore free agency. But the Astros got kind of creative with this one. You know, Dusty Baker has been craving a left-handed arm in his bullpen since he got here. The Astros haven't really had a consistent one. And Gage is a guy that can give them some of that at 30 years old, still, you know, relatively young, former starter. Um, and what happened was Dana, new GM Dana Brown really kind of went outside the box. And, and when I say that, I'm not really exaggerating. Um, there's a report on uh, sportsnet.ca because he was, you know, in a Canadian sports uh, publication saying that <clears throat> that. Uh, Brown decided to force the issue, offering a signing bonus to prevent Gage from testing the open market. The move was so unheard of for a player on release waivers, he first had to check with Major League Baseball to make sure it was within the rules. The the league confirmed it. They agreed to a signing bonus of $125,000 and a contract that pays Gage $770,000 if he's in the majors, $175,000 if he's in the minors. And the waiver claim went through. Listen, I... Whatever you might think of Gage or whatever you think of his chances of making the Major League roster, I love seeing uh, Dana Brown, number one, be aggressive in an approach. You know, his his manager has wanted a lefty. Uh, the Astros have been trying to find a lefty. I mean, they've had a couple of guys in there, just haven't really panned out. I think Brooks Raley, too, is, I, is he fully recovered from injury? I'm not even sure. Um so yeah, it's it, I I really appreciate uh, the fact that the Astros were willing to go out there and and really take a shot at this and and to have to look up the rules like it apparently it had never been done or had only been done sparingly. So uh, this is a great thing. I don't know if Gage is even going to pan out, but the fact that um, uh, Dana Brown went out there and made this happen. This is another thing I think that what Fertitta wanted to see that he just didn't get out of James out of James Click. You know, um, excuse me, Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> I was talking about Tillman Fertitta earlier. Pardon me. Jim Crane wanted to see out of James Click and just didn't get this sort of not just aggressive but creative, right? To say, hey, you know, we want this guy. Let's figure out how to make it happen. Um, and and I obviously he did that. I like I said I don't know if Gage is going to make a huge impact on the bullpen or not. Who knows? Um, but the fact that they were creative enough to go out sort of outside the box and figure out a way to make this happen, pretty fascinating stuff. And 
<clears throat> uh, kudos to to Dana Brown for doing it, uh, regardless of the outcome. Because at this point, the main focus for this team is to just try and improve in any way possible. There, it's already a really good team. This is a team that's, you know, uh, at the top of the betting odds for winning the World Series again, and for having the best record. So this is a team that's already loaded. Um, but they're gonna. They obviously are proving to everyone that they're not going to sit back and just accept that they're going to win another World Series. They're going to be out there and uh, aggressively trying to make that happen. So that's good. Um, no more rock the baby for Luis Garcia. This is the. This is kind of a bummer. Um, the Major League Baseball is now going to enforce more strictly. Children enforce more strictly their rules on the balk. And apparently Luis Garcia's, you know, rock of eye emotion with the, you know, that little cha-cha dance he had is ha, is and has been illegal. And they just let it go. So uh, he is going to have to go back to just a standard delivery. Apparently he's known this for a couple of months, so he's had a chance to uh, adjust. Luis Garcia is one of those guys that I think could be a breakout this season. I mean, <clears throat> he's young, you know, uh, he has a real chance to, you know, to become this year's maybe Christian Javier if he can really uh, get control over his pitches and and you know he'll just have to do it without the uh, weird little dance motion that he's always done. Even as fun as that was, boy, it, they've got those T-shirts <clears throat> that show like the old school like dance moves, like the Fred Astaire uh, dance um, sort of directions on how to do it. I love those things. Um, it, it'll be weird not to see that, but it's okay. You know, I think we'll all survive, uh, Luis Garcia. And I think he'll survive it, especially if he can just get <clears throat> back to where he was, um, last year. He was pitching really well last year, started to kind of fade a little bit, did not get used in the postseason just because the Astros had a wealth of talent, uh, you know, uh, in the, in both in the bullpen and a starting pitcher, uh, they always shorten up the rotations, you know, during the playoffs, and he was just kind of left off it. But so was Jose Urquidy, and he's going to be a key part of this team as well. So, sayonara, rest in peace, the rock the baby. Uh, hopefully it won't impact Luis Garcia's uh, pitching success this season. Speaking of pitching, Lance McCullers <laughs> is out with arm soreness. Now, listen, excuse me, I'm itching my... Nose and <clears throat> clearing my throat because I was just at Colorado as I mentioned before, and let's just say the uh, I'm well, I'm thrilled to be back in the humidity and the uh, you know fifty foot altitude, um, at least in that regard. So McCullers has some soreness in his arm. The team has said, and they've been pretty upfront, which is kind of interesting. I kind of wonder if if Dana Brown is going to be more forthcoming about injuries than. Uh, click and certainly uh, more than Jeff Lunau. Um, but they basically said that he's okay. You know, he's just got a little bit of soreness. They're going to rest him a few days and hopefully he'll bounce back. But look, this is the, this is, I have said on here, I know Blummer's very high on McCullers and with good reason. But the thing is, Lance McCullers has never been healthy for a full season. Um, and there's no reason to think that he will be healthy for this full season. I mean, it's his track record is what it is, right? Now, uh, a healthy Lance McCullers for 
you know, half the season is still really, really good, particularly if that half of the season includes the postseason. Um, but this is why they're, you know, they were main, they were concerned about their depth in their bullpen. This is why, you know, they, they, they let go of Justin Verlander, not because of, you know, uh, this idea that, well, you know, you, you might think, well, they should have kept JV because of Lance McCullers. Well, they don't need to because they have Hunter Brown. Uh, they already have six pitchers in their rotation as it is right now, which allows them a lot of flexibility. And uh, even if McCullers has a little bit of a sore arm, you know, it's okay. Uh, the Astros will survive. Lance McCullers will survive. Um, and hopefully he just gets healthy and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But the good news is, is the Astros have such depth that they can a- afford to allow him to sit and rest as much as he needs to. So, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and a little bit of other news here. Jose Altuve has said he wants to retire an Astro. Uh, Dana Brown has come out and been very vocal about saying he wants Altuve and Bregman both to retire as Astros. And Altuve has said, yes, he wants to. Bregman has said, maybe. <laughs> um, the big difference here is the age at which they will reach free agency. I mean, Altuve is going to be, you know, close to mid-30s. Bregman's going to be right at 29, 30 years old when he reaches. So, and and his agent is Scott Boris, which we all know about that. Bregman's going to want a payday. Altuve will still be getting paid, but there's a decent chance that when Altuve reaches free agency, I think it's next year or the year after, there's a decent chance that Altuve is, you know, not in decline, let's say. Well, let's say in mild decline, right? Um, I don't think we can say Altuve is any longer at his peak as a ball player. I think he's really, really, really good. But is he MVP level, Jose Altuve? Probably not. Now, he could fool us all and, and, and be great, but the key is here that his whatever deal he signs for, it's probably not going to be a mega deal, and it's certainly not going to be for tons of years. Bregman, however... That's a different deal. If he has another great season this year, look, he's going to be... He, he said that he's intrigued by the free agent process. Of course he is, because look at the money that's been thrown around in the number of years. So you do have to think it's a real possibility that Bregman could test those waters. And, you know, <laughs> it's fine. They're still under contract, so it's no big deal. Um, but... I think it was great to hear Jose Altuve say he would retire an Astro. It, it just came in somewhat contrast to Bregman being like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> you know, there's no real uh, like absolutism. Um, but, you know, we'll deal. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, and speaking of contracts, we obviously know the arbitration did not work out for Kyle Tucker. Um, his was the largest difference between five and 7.5 million, the difference between he and the Astros. He said there's no hard feelings. He gets it. His agent says the same thing, according to Dana Brown. But his agent has complained about the arbitration process in general. This year, 13 of the 19 arbitration cases uh, went the way of the teams, not of the players. And the Players Association wants to get some explanation as to why this happened. Um, But interestingly enough, the Players Association still want arbitration. Um, the, the reality is the teams would prefer arbitration go away. 
and uh, they've offered some things in uh, in the last collective bargaining agreement. The the players were adamant that they want to keep collective bargaining around. For them, I understand it. It's a way for them to enter, uh, you know, to be able to enhance their ability to make money sooner. If you're a player, if you're a young player. Uh, that's you know that suddenly breaks out and has an incredible season, but your team doesn't want to give you an extension. This is a way for you to boost your payroll, uh, the you know your payday for yourself uh, relatively quickly. So I get it, but it is kind of ironic that they want arbitration, but yet arbitration didn't go their way most of the way this year, and so there's some complaining about it. And Tucker's agent is also complaining about it. Um, it still looms over whether or not the Astros will sign Kyle Tucker. Uh, long term, we'll see. It doesn't sound like there's any animosity between he and his agent and the team. Uh, obviously, Dana Brown is new here, so maybe that'll give them a little bit more flexibility and and you know time to work something out. We'll see. So let's get on to um, sort of what I think of as the bigger topic, and that is this continued cheating scandal discussion. And to be honest with you, the reason I really want to talk about this is because it's been so much in the news with this new book uh, from Evan Drellich. Um, I have not seen it yet. Uh, I will probably read it. Um, you know, we had Brian McTaggart on recently, and he said he's going to read it, and and he knows Evan. And I mean, Evan Drellich is not the most liked guy in Houston after after all of that. But it's his job. You know, he's a he's a journalist. Uh, his job is to go out there, find stories, and write about them. And this is a huge story. However, I and I think this is the thing that a lot of people have been annoyed about, certainly fans. We're now starting to see that, well, guess what? The Astros weren't the only team that cheated. Um, you know, one, one of the things that came up this week is that... Uh, the Dodgers hired former Red Sox video coordinator, who was one of the few people uh, who was suspended because of his role in uh, a scheme that Boston used <clears throat> to, you know, give to tip pitches to people to read si- to seal signs. They would relay them uh, via from the uh, a guy on second base, a guy on the bases. It was. <sighs> It's just more evidence that everybody does it. But I think what makes this whole thing interesting is that the Dodgers hired him. Now, the Dodgers, of course, are the most vocal team when it comes to, oh, we were cheated by the Astros, and uh, that's why we didn't win the World Series. Anyway, getting away from that, Clayton Kershaw, who's kind of annoying anyway, basically said he didn't care that they hired this video coordinator. It was fine. It's totally fine. And uh, but he said we need to realize that there was a big difference between what he did and what the Astros did. Right. Right. Sure there was, Clayton. So this is annoying. And then Mookie Blaylock said that everybody on the Red Sox knew what was happening. So I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, the Dodgers are certainly being very annoying. Uh, and it makes sense that they would be. I mean, this is a team that lost and has continued to lose, and, you know, that's kind of how it works. But <clears throat> the Major League Baseball is going to have to deal with this somehow. This is a situation where Major League Baseball is 
you know, they're going to have to face this. They're going to have to face the fact that a book is coming out that basically says, yes, the Astros cheated, and here's how they did it, and here's why it was terrible. But it's also going to talk about the cheating scandals that came before. It's going to talk about sign stealing around the league. And I'm not sure that if you're Major League Baseball, you can just ignore it. And they think that they've kind of passed it by and whatever. Personally, I think most people are, are, are tired of it. I think most people, well, certainly Astros fans are sick of it. I mean, my goodness. Can we talk about something else, please? I'm like, anything. I mean, it's good that it's getting out in spring training, right? Um, and I'm sure that was intentional uh, by the publisher of this book, that it's getting out there in spring training and, you know, causing a stir. And it's a good time to get quotes from guys because they're in spring training, you know, and there's more accessibility. But you do have to just sort of wonder with this, like, what is baseball going to say? I mean, the Astros, you know, they have long contended, not directly, not directly, right? But indirectly, they have long contended that they took a they took one for the team. You know, Jim Crane has been... I don't want to say not subtle, but he hasn't, he hasn't been, he's been pretty sort of cagey, let's say, about the fact that the Astros, you know, were cheating, but so is everyone else, right? And that he said things like, well, if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, this would change your mind, blah, blah, blah. Or that eventually it will all come out, you know? Alluding to maybe the fact that the Astros agreed to take the brunt of the hit from baseball. And that way, you know, it, baseball could move on for the better, you know, uh, you know, for the for the survival of the game kind of thing. To sort of root this out, say, okay, yeah, we cheated, we're terrible. And in exchange, you kind of wonder, like, look, if you put the, if you sort of put the pieces together, you can sort of look at, look at it and go, okay, here's, let's say this happened. The Astros were cheating. They got caught with the banging of the trash cans and the, and the, you know, video, you know, footage they were getting. Major League Baseball comes in and does an investigation and says, listen, we've got you guys dead to rights. Lots of people know about this. It's all over the internet. And the Astros say, yeah, but everybody's stealing signs. Everybody's using video technology. I mean, the Yankees got busted for it. The Red Sox got busted for it. Um, you know, everybody's doing this. Everybody knows that this is happening, right? And Major League Baseball said, yeah, but you guys are out front on this. And it's going to be difficult to come, you know, to take that back. So here's what we suggest. Or as uh, uh, Franck from Father of the Bride, here's what I suggest. Uh, they, I think that probably if you want to go conspiracy theory, and I hate conspiracy theories, but let's just say for the moment, this is a plausible theory that the baseball says, okay, here's what we'll do. We won't suspend any of your players. We won't take away your World Series because we know that you guys weren't really cheating in the postseason. Um, but uh, we're going to dump this all on you guys. <clears throat> and... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take some of your draft picks from the draft, uh, and we're going to suspend your manager and your general manager. And at this point, you know, Jim Crane is probably like, okay, fine, I'll go ahead and fire those guys. I'll fire them, 
and we'll move along. You know, it sucks. I don't want to, but um, if baseball is going to start cracking down on this, maybe we'll go ahead and do that. We'll we'll take we'll bite the bullet. We will accept that you are going to fine us. Uh, you know, with draft picks or whatever, we accept and we will go out and accept it. However, we're not going to be happy about it. And obviously we want to keep the World Series title and we don't want any of our players losing time. It's not fair to them. So it's plausible that that's what they did. And and I think, though, <laughs> what's what's been, I think, tough for the Astros, particularly, I think, particularly for Jim Crane is that I'm not sure he understood just how big a whipping boy the Astros organization would become, right? That it would spread from, oh, they banged on trash cans, to, oh, Jose Altuve was wearing a buzzer, to, you know, all the crazy conspiracy theories that are out there. I'm not sure he thought that's what would happen. I think he thought that they would make a clean break, and they would say, okay, we got rid of all the people who were doing this. Um, you know, Carlos Beltran had already retired. They they got rid of all the guys that are doing this. And that's it. You know, we're helping to clean up baseball. We're helping to, you know, save the, the, the tarnished image of the game. <clears throat> the problem is he doesn't, he, I don't think he, I think he underestimated the internet. There were, I mean, if you look, if you look around, there have been certainly plenty of journalists who've written about the Astros and the sign stealing and all that stuff. Certainly a lot of talking heads, pundits in in the sports world have gone over and above sort of the level of criticism that probably needed to be leveled at the Astros. Um, And, you know, uh, there's an old joke from Damon Wayans, a comedian, where he said uh, uh, he had a friend in jail for something he didn't do. He didn't run fast enough. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with the Astros is like, you know, they're the ones that got caught, and so they're the ones that are suffering that. But I don't think they they recognize just how far it would go when you start having internet trolls and people saying, "Oh, well, it's not just this. It's not just the trash can. It can't just be banging the trash can. It has to be deeper than that. It has to be bigger than that, right? Because that's what everybody does in society now. Everybody turns, you know, everything into, oh, this is a much bigger deal than." People are alluding to. I mean, we've got people believing in in all, you know, QAnon. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff, that's what happens, you know, when there's, when conspiracies run rampant, and that's what happens with the internet. And I think that was the, I think that's one thing that Jim Crane and the Astros organization underestimated, is just how far it could be taken. And so, I think there have been times when he's kind of, you know, let the cat, let a little bit slip and said, you know, this will all come out someday. And maybe Evan Drellich's book is the beginning of that, uh, of the recognition that, and I think players have been pretty honest about it. You know, players have been pretty straightforward and saying, yeah, people cheat, they steal signs, they do whatever. People have used video, you know, to their advantage, whatever. So I, I think it's it's pretty clear that it's happened widespread and the league has tried to contain it, but there have been so many cracks in this, in the veneer of that, and so many problems with uh, players coming out and saying things, and you know now this book, and then of course having to face the the internet and having to face everyone's you know 
important voice because that's what everybody thinks their voice is super important. I mean, and it's not, you know, it's just not. And, and, and I say this coming from a position of saying even my voice, I'm not that important. I'm just some, sh you know, schlub who talks about uh, stuff and occasionally writes. And, you know, I try to be smart about it. I try to, you know, study and learn. I've been buried in all sorts of uh, uh, statistical stuff and, and really getting ready for the season. But, you know, we're all fans. We all can watch. We can all see what's going on. The problem is you have people out there who take it a step too far. Most, I think most uh, people are reasonable when it comes to these things. I, I, used, I mean, I guess I used to think that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that now. But I think that people are too, that too many people are too ready to embrace things that make no sense. You know, to embrace ideas that go beyond you know, the straight line of saying the Astros cheated, here's how they did it, there you go. Um, and so, I, and, and, it, and it tarnishes legacies. Like Jose Altuve, we were just talking about him. It's really tarnished him. People hate Jose Altuve. And there's no person in baseball probably who should be less hated than Jose Altuve. You know, I mean, the, I mean, should I, did I say that right? Yes. Jose Altuve is the least hateable guy ever, right? By all accounts, he wanted nothing to do with the sign-stealing scandal. But one idiot decides to post a video saying, look at this, he's got a buzzer, and he didn't want to take his shirt off. And it's like, come on, man. That stuff is so ridiculous. Um, and the fact that we're addressing it in 2023, when this was six years ago, um, is nuts, Right? And, um, but it is what happens when, uh, a, a, you know, a thing that, I mean, they still cheated, they still shouldn't have done it, but it is what happens when a small thing turns into a much bigger thing. And that's what the internet does. You know, that's what the internet does now. The internet is rife with that kind of crazy. And so I think maybe Jim Crane underestimated it, and now we're starting to see more of this come out. And what I'm really hoping is I'm hoping at some point the dam breaks. You know, that's what I'm really hoping. I'm hoping that at some point all of this pressure and all of this stuff about, you know, sign stealing and blah, 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 and whatever else it is, I hope eventually all the dam just breaks. I'm not, as much as I don't care for conspiracy theories, I also don't care for hiding things, right? I believe very strongly when it comes to sports and things like that. I believe in transparency. Let people know what's going on. It's better because the truth is, is that it's just better. Then if you're hiding something and it comes out, it's so much worse than if you just tell the truth and face the music, right? And it's not like baseball is in a tenuous situation. They're doing, baseball's doing well. Um, they're, they have some regional sports uh, issues with ballets and some of these going in, into bankruptcy. And we'll probably dig a little bit into that on Friday. Um, but like baseball's in a pretty good spot. They don't really need to. So like, and, and I know that they're gun shy because of what happened with the steroid era and how that really just spiraled completely out of control. Um, you know, as Roger Clemens, he wouldn't take anything but B12 and lidocaine. Uh, so, but everybody, I think when you, when you have a bit, and it, when you have all those things, uh, one of the things that's really helping baseball, and I think they're cognizant of this, is that we are now reaching a point where the steroid era is so far behind us. Right, most of the guys now that were eligible for all the for the Hall of Fame have now sort of passed their eligibility. 
um, uh, the Barry Bonds, Roger Clements, you know, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, all these guys. And so now you're kind of settling into like a new era of baseball. And I'm sure that Major League Baseball is very concerned that it's going to be hit with another one of those scandals again. So better to make the Astros the villains than to admit that every team in the league is cheating. So I don't know, man. Um, I'll be anxious to look at the Evan Drellich book. Uh, to just see what he goes into. Obviously, it's been really interesting to see some of these other teams come out and discuss it openly. And I'm sure there are players that are going to do that. Um, yeah. I Hopefully, we don't have to talk about it too much more. Uh, I know Blummer, every time we bring it up, he rolls his eyes and nearly sighs his way out of his chair onto the floor. We're all sick of it. I, I think most baseball fans are sick of it personally. Um, you know, So hopefully, we can... We can make it go away sooner rather than later. Um, one programming note, like I said, we will be back on Friday. Uh, Blummer will be back in his rightful place uh, right alongside me looking, uh, I'm sure, dashing as ever. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about spring training. We're going to get away from the cheating stuff. There are a few interesting topics in baseball that are going on right now. Um Obviously, the new rules are going to be really fascinating. There's a great article uh, about how the pitch clock is going to work. They'll try and dig into. We're also going to dig into some of the position uh, situations uh, for the Astros. You know, Michael Brantley might play a little bit of first base. They've been trying him out there. Mauricio Dubon put on like 20 pounds by eating like 5,000 calories and making himself ill, apparently. And, uh, um, by the same token, Martin Maldonado dropped like 20 pounds or something like that over the offseason. So a lot of guys retooling themselves and their bodies to get ready. I mean, this is always the time of year. They were like, I've been in the best shape of my life. I don't know how many times I've heard that during a spring training or a training camp or whatever. I'm in the best shape of my life. I would hope that at this point in your personal career, uh, playing on a World Series team and 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 being in the mix for being in the in, in the rotation or in the... Uh, you know, in the lineup, that you would be in the best shape of your life, um, obviously, depending upon age. But uh, that's what these guys are paid to do. Um, but still, it's it's all it makes for good uh, spring training fodder. It's it's interesting to discuss what players are doing, and obviously, we can dig a little bit into um, uh, Whitley, Forrest Whitley, um, because let's be honest, Forrest Whitley is trying to make a comeback, man. And uh, he's still young. Could he be another pitcher in an already like deep rotation? The guy always had good stuff. He just uh, had injuries and apparently smoked a little too much weed. Um, <laughs> uh, I say that having just come from Colorado, where just like I don't know if you've been to New York recently, but like the streets of New York smell like a smell like a weed factory. I mean, it's just. When it's legal, that's my only negative. It's like, do I want to go around smelling everybody's cigar smoke? No. Cigarette smoke? No. Weed smoke either. Just saying. Anyway, uh, hey, if you want to smoke it, go for it. But it's, it's like, does everything have to smell like that? I was driving down the freeway the other day, and this guy blew a big thing of smoke out of his car on the freeway. And suddenly, my entire car was filled with the smell of weed. I guess it's something we'll just have to get used to. Sorry, that was... I dive. 
I went off on a rant there. Um, anyway, we will be back on Friday with another fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, huge thanks to all our listeners and viewers all across the world. You guys have really been fantastic liking and subscribing. Listen, personally, I would just like to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for you know contributing in whatever way ways you have. Um, there are lots of baseball podcasts out there, lots of great Astros podcasts out there. Um, and so the fact that you guys are listening is a, is a really big deal to me, and I know it's a big deal to Blummer. Blummer loves interacting with Astros fans. I do too. I mean, I am an Astros fan. I grew up here in Houston. Um, you know, I I was an Astro buddy. You know what I mean? It's like all that stuff. So I, I love them too, and, and so we appreciate your contributions. Um, keep it coming. Spring training is here, guys. I, it's hard to believe in this shortened offseason, but it is here and we are ready so everybody have a great week we will see you on friday go astros thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube